0: Hello, everyone. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show, and welcome. Well, as you probably have already figured out, if you're live here on the Facebook page for our live stream, we have Dan Millman with us today, and I just couldn't be more thrilled. If you're like me, then you enjoyed not only Way of the Peaceful Warrior book, but also the movie that came out with Nick Nolte. You remember that? Like, so awesome, right? Well, I've got an exciting interview for you today because today, officially, and guess what? You know what's super cool? This is officially the first interview because Dan's new book is out today. It's called The Hidden School. You can get it on Amazon. If you're here on Facebook, you're going to see that there is a link. If you're listening on the iTunes podcast, we're going to include a link, of course, with the liner notes. Make sure and go check it out and get a copy. I've got my copy and I'm really excited to dig into this because, you know, you may not be aware, but it's 37 years since Way of the Peaceful Warrior came out. I mean, can you believe that? And aren't you curious like how the world has changed or was there more that need to be said? This is the conclusion of the Peaceful Warrior saga and so really excited to dig in and hear more. So hi Dan, good to have you here.
1: Hello Dana. Good to be here with you.
0: Well so let's start with that very first idea. Did you feel like was there more that needed to be said that hadn't been said yet that you conclude with in the final book?
1: The short answer is yes, but there's more. I, I didn't write another book after Way of the Peaceful Warrior for ten years. And then new information came became clear, new influences in my life. so I wrote sacred journey the uh, it 's not a sequel it 's not a prequel. It takes place as part of the story. the initial book um, and you know my books are like planes waiting to take off a runway. They have their own order, um, and it just took thirty seven years after the first book when I was ready to actually fill in the final information, the final piece of the puzzle. And it just had its own time. I don't just rush another book out because one uh, captured my audience. Um, And now was the time, and it feels perfect, and I am excited that today is pub day.
0: Yay. We say all good things in perfect timing, right? And that's exactly the way it feels. So do you feel like maybe let's call it simmered? it simmered in your kind of bubbled up in 37 years and then it was just ready to come out and you were ready to write it or did you feel like you wrote this book because you had a, an epiphany of some kind that came in a second
1: well one of the primary reasons i wrote the hidden school was to um write a standalone book that people new to my work who would never read anything could still read and enjoy and the book would make total sense it's not like uh Game of Thrones, part three. (laughs) Uh, You don't need to have read the earlier books. But I did want to show what actually prepared me for the death and rebirth and awakening experience I described at the end of Way of the Peaceful Warrior. So no one could appropriately compare this book to Peaceful Warrior because it is a part of it. it. It takes place just after the events described in Sacred Journey. Uh, and it's an adventure across the world, a quest, but it ends just prior to the final culmination of that first book. It's a bit complicated, but you know, my life has been more improvisational comedy than strategic planning. I have to admit, <laughs> it's just like that, and that's how the book turned out. Um, it, it handles the more transcendent elements of our lives. Uh, and it actually addresses and helps reconcile some major questions of philosophy that uh, have challenged more intelligent people than I am for many decades. Uh, does free will exist or does it not? Uh, do we die or is life eternal? Um, does time exist or do we only have the eternal present? Um, are we separate selves or are we all connected somehow? And these are... Apparently, opposite truths, but I found a way to reconcile them with a model. You know, string theory and relativity, these are all models or uh, hypotheses about how life works. Now, I know this is more cosmic. I know many of your listeners uh, are interested in the practical elements of daily life. And, you know, I was a former world champion. I was a coach, very successful. I'm an entrepreneur, too. Um, So I do understand business and having things work in everyday life. I often recommend that people have their head in the clouds but their feet on the ground. And this book does address both, but it also opens that door to the transcendent to what are we really here to do? What is the big picture of life?
0: Yeah. Yes, I love it. And I, I think these are really powerful questions. And because you brought up transcendence, I think, you know, one of the things I think you do beautifully, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, is you're really good at linking kind of the everyday to to the transcendent or to the, the bigger picture or to the more um you know there's more than the than meets the eye. And so do you have any kind of you know practical tips for people listening who maybe want to be more fully themselves in the everyday and who want to pull in more of this kind of energy and spirit into their everyday lives?
1: Well I, I see these as parallel. One it's not one or the other. Um, you know, Ram Das once said, "We can be lost in cosmic bliss and still be responsible for remembering our postal code." So that is the whole idea, and and you know that Arabic saying, "Trust in Allah, but tie your camel." <laughs> so so again, these things are practical. They they I'm trying to build a bridge between um, between the practical elements of everyday life. And sure, I have practical advice. For example, I often recommend to people, "Dream big, but start small." And then connect the dots. To turn what we know into what we actually do and accomplish, um, we need to start small. That's the key. For example, I teach a workout, a physical workout that takes four minutes to perform. It's based on the principle, a little of something is better than a lot of nothing. Nothing. If someone says, you know it would be good for me to meditate, I've heard that's a good helpful practice, de-stress, increases my creative thinking, and so on, I and people ask me if I meditate, I say, absolutely, at least 15 seconds every day. But what I mean seriously is, I, I really do about four minutes, but if we start small, it's more likely we'll develop a good habit in everyday life. That's one key, practical key. One other is, here's a, a law of reality. We can control our efforts, but we cannot control the outcomes. Nobody can. We can't control whether we sink a putt, find love, or ultimately succeed in business. But by making a good effort, we vastly increase the odds of getting the desired results over not making the effort. So that's what we can control, our efforts over time. And that's the horse I'm betting on, effort over time.
0: Love it. Love it. Oh, man, we love you. That start small thing is like so crucial and so key. You know, if you're going to start exercising, walk to the end of the driveway every day. Yes. Back. That's yes. the best way to, to get going and and control the efforts, too. Since we're talking a little bit about effort, I want to make the connection. So you were a world champion gymnast and a coach and a martial arts expert in all of these things and that takes a lot of discipline and a lot of effort to actually physically change your body in that way, not to mention write a book and become internationally known and all of those things. Do you see mindset as playing a key role? How much do you feel having the right mindset preceded making the effort that you needed to make to change?
1: Well most of us have heard that saying if you want a better attitude or mindset, you know, you have to get some altitude. And I think that is what I'm conveying in the book. By the way, bringing up all those heavy philosophical ideas about free will and so on, um, it sounds like a book of philosophy. And yes, there are elements. But the main thing is the book, people tell me the first feedback I've gotten is, and I, I really got two emails just like today. Um, Dan, I'm having trouble putting this book down. Because overall, it's a quest. It's a story. Um, I wanted to convey all this through. That's what I did in Way of the Peaceful Warrior, to convey all these elements in the hidden school in a quest across the world. Um, so that's, that's the idea, not just laying out a bunch of philosophical principles. But hopefully along the way, the reader is transformed with me. So, yes, I think mindset is important. In, you know, in the Peaceful Warrior movie, there was a scene in which Dan and Socrates, his old mentor, uh, played by Nick Nolte, they go up this big hill and Dan has a revelation, which most of us are familiar with. He said, it's not the destination that makes us happy. It's the journey. That's true. It's a good way to look at life. However, without a destination in mind, there is no journey. We just wander around. To our point A, we need a point B. We're hardwired goal seekers. So it's important to have the mindset of where do I want? What is my purpose? What is my goal? And that gives us a sense of meaning and direction and purpose. And I think the joy in life is pursuing that purpose, not necessarily getting it, but pursuing it uh, to whatever degree it's our destiny, let's say, to, to achieve. Um, and that's what I recommend. Pursue excellence. That's it.
0: You're absolutely right. You know, because the, the reality is, or at least this is my experience, once we get something... We've got it. And we're like, okay, what's next? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so exactly. the energy just goes like, okay, good, I got it. We celebrate for about five minutes. And then, you know, we're on to the next thing. So really, what is there about the journey? There's nothing left, is there? So love it. This is Dana Wilde with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a really nice chat with Dan Millman. I know you know who he is because he's had that awesome book, Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Well, his new book, the conclusion to that saga, is out today, today. It's called The Hidden School. You can get it on Amazon. I included a link right here so that you can make sure and get out there and get it right now because one thing he said that I couldn't agree with more, it's highly readable. It's one of those books that you're just going to sit down and you're going to garner all this wisdom but do it in such a way that's just so consumable and so nice and so enjoyable. It's such a fun ride, so definitely check that out. We're going to check in with our Facebook audience. If you don't know, we live stream here on Facebook live so that you can ask questions of the people that I'm interviewing every Tuesday and Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific and we're going to do that right now we're going to take a break and when I come back you know what I'm going to ask Dan I bet if you thought about it you could probably figure it out I'm going to ask him about what it was like to step into his celebrity so sit right back we'll be right back okay what's going on with you you seem so up all the time and your business is on fire what are you doing
1: I started Train Your Brain U. You. It's the only program for entrepreneurs that addresses mindset and business growth strategies. The idea behind the program is that when you feel good, you act great, and it's awesome. You can check it out at TrainYourBrainU.com, and that's TrainYourBrainU, the letter U, dot com.
0: Is it expensive? Seriously, it's like you're a whole different person.
1: It's only a dollar a day, and you get all the latest tools to help you stay positive and grow your business. You would love it. Where do I go again? com. That's U, the letter U, dot com. Check it out today.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Dana Wild with the Mind Aware Show. We're having a really nice chat with Dan Millman You probably know him because I'll bet you that you have already read Way of the Peaceful Warrior. Or maybe you saw the movie that starred Nick Nolte, which was just absolutely awesome. Well, here we are, 37 years later from when the book was first written, and yes, the conclusion is out. It's out today it's called The Hidden School, and you can find it over on Amazon. So look for the link because I've included it. Go out and get your copy today. Be one of the first. You know, get out there and be one of the first to review the book. We've talked about that on past shows, how powerful that is to go out and have your voice heard. And we want to talk a little bit more about that. We want to talk about being able to, to step up because I think, and, and this could just be a personal philosophy, Dan, so I want you to correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like as we grow, whether it be as entrepreneurs or in our business or as authors or writers or speakers, it's almost like we have to step up into a new version of ourselves and almost kind of just like embrace it and breathe deep and breathe through it and go like, yes, here's where I'm at and then move into the next level and move into the next journey. And I can't imagine what it must be like for someone like you who started out already successful as a a gymnast you know world champion gymnast and then to enter into the arena of being an author that had to be a shift and then to see the movie get made had to be like tremendously did you ever have to take pause and just be like I don't know did you have any feelings of like oh my gosh this is really happening or I'm not worthy or any kind of weirdness around seeing all those different levels happen here?
1: Uh, yes, I can relate to many of the points you've made. Um, many of us, with the highest standards and the highest light, have the biggest self-worth issues. So there are these moments of discomfort uh, being in certain situations. You know, celebrity is a relative thing. Um, David Letterman once said, "You're not famous unless my mother knows who you are," and and I would agree. And by that criteria, I am not in any way a celebrity. But I, in certain groups, certain. Um, uh, At certain expos, people know my work and then they recognize me. But that has been a minor thing. To me, it's always been... I really have a a profound sense of of equality with everyone I meet. We just find ourselves in different roles. And so I play the role that I'm called to do. When I'm speaking before 1,400 people in Hungary in Budapest, let's say, I play one kind of role. When I'm here with my wife and daughter in our apartment in New York... I play another kind of role. I don't really know how to relate to the idea of celebrity except what people project on various people. I'm just here talking with you now. Um, On the other hand, you know, I'm not as humble as I used to be because I I heard a quotation by Golda Meir. Uh, She said, stop acting so humble. You're not that great. (laughs) That's a pretty good point, didn't it?
0: Oh, my gosh. First of all, you are the king of quotes. Because I'm just gonna have to re- I'm gonna have to re-listen to this interview myself just to write (laughs) down every quote that you've given because they're always so good. And by the way, your Facebook page has a ton of good quotes too. And, uh, I wanna come back to this. You know, we use the term celebrity mainly as the idea of being fully ourselves and getting paid to just be yourself as fully as possible and being comfortable with it. You know, being okay, almost that idea of not really caring what people think, but still wanting to have connection, but still feeling comfortable that, oh my gosh, I'm getting more and more popular, or I'm having more and more people like, how can I just like breathe deeply and let all of this in? And I'm thinking as you were talking that maybe a better word than celebrity for this context might be achievement, because you've had a lot of achievement in your career and in your life. And I'm wondering if as you get through each achievement, if you just it seems like the next logical step rather than that you're achieving. If it's almost more just like you don't feel like a celebrity or doesn't feel like a big deal because you've become that person who's going to achieve that thing. Do you see where I'm getting at?
1: I do. And I'm very, very much uh, I think authenticity is a core value. People who know me well... They know what you see is what you get. Uh, I don't uh, act or put on airs. I, even though I am, uh, in times like an actor, I play different roles, as I said, in different situations. But the idea of achievement, you know, when the coach said do 20 push-ups, I do 30. That's just how I'm hardwired, or 50. I just have these standards and and uh, that's a challenge when you have high standards because sometimes they can beat you up a little bit. Um, but I've learned to use them rather than have them use me. So I think each of us is destined to do what we do and it's very important to accept who we are right now rather than always comparing ourselves with someone else who may be achieving more or less. Yeah, I you know, the Buddhists say that comparison is a form of suffering. Even comparing ourselves to who we used to be. You know, older people go, I used to be able to do this and I used to be able to do that. And I think accepting ourselves is a part of all that. The more we accept who we are, uh, I think the more we can grow paradoxically, rather than struggling to be somebody other than we are. So most of us have read books or heard ideas around this whole idea of authenticity being who we are and appreciating what we have achieved to this point. Not always I could achieve more. You know, somebody came up to me and said, "Yeah, I've done pretty well, but you know, Dan, I I don't know if I've reached my potential." And I go, "What if you have? (laughs) You know, maybe you already have. Now it's recess. You can just relax a little bit. Um, And the more we relax again, the more we tend, the better we tend to do. So it is kind of a paradox. And I I address this point of paradox very strongly in the Hidden School." It's a key to understanding the opposing truths of our lives. Yeah, how- it's,
0: it's good stuff. I just, I've got goosebumps because I, I really, you're right on point, and I know that our our audience really resonates with what you're saying. You know, it's a bit like being able to just allow ourselves to enjoy more and be present more, and know that we're on the path and things are unfolding as they do. And I, I, I love everything you're saying. I, I want to make sure that everybody knows the new book, The Hidden School, is out today. This is Dana Wilde with the Mind Aware Show. Dan, do you have any kind of parting shot you want to give to everybody before we say goodbye?
1: Well, since you mentioned uh, many people are involved in the world of business uh, and into practical outcomes, as a coach and athlete, you know, I'm also into practical outcomes, not just abstract philosophy. And so I'd suggest to people, uh, the idea of success, of course, is a broad field. That's a whole other interview, but... To be successful in a conventional way at what you do, you need to be good at two things. You need to be be good at what you do and good at promoting what you do. And most people don't like to do that very much. But if people don't know you exist, how can you serve them? How can you help? So it's just part of the overall scope of things. So that's the paradox, accepting where we are and also naturally striving to improve, to grow, to evolve, because that's what life is all about.
0: I really like what you had to say there, being good at what you're doing, good at promoting what you do, and also this idea that, and I think this is why I like your work so much, is that I really think you link a lot of things that are maybe what people would consider heartfelt or spirit felt, and things that are just practical, because you have the talk about the paradox, right? You have those both sides of yourself, too. So, love it. Really good stuff. Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate you taking time to visit with us today.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: And thank you, everybody, for being here, because you get it. You get what he's saying, right? I mean, there's so many ways that we can bring the transcendent into the everyday. We can link things. And life is a paradox. But remember, life is also a journey. And you are on the path, and you're taking the next logical step. Right now, I mean, just the fact that you're here and you're interested and you're listening to this, it means that you are a seeker and you're looking for more in your life. And life is about achievement in so many ways, because we are all looking for that next adventure, of the path that we're on. I mean, that's totally understandable. But remember, that doesn't mean that you have to compare yourself to others or even compare yourself to where you were at before. Maybe the key is just to enjoy yourself, move down the path, and be the seeker. Maybe this is it. Maybe you're living it right now. And we'll see you next time on The Mind Aware.
1: Well, I don't know if this is the right analogy, but it's like, kind of like being drunk and like you've got to get into your house. You know, like, okay, just walk up the walkway, you know, one foot in front of the other. Holy free
0: holies, right?
1: Oh, they'll get my smile later. Later they'll think that That crazy lady was smiling at <laughs> me.
0: You're doing oh, yeah. the dishes and he's playing the banjo. We're talking fresh from your juicer. Each day is a new life we can create. I'm not looking at your smartphone or thinking about your next meeting, but just listening to people. If you're
1: aware that we own a monkey
0: because we're all about joy here at the Mind Aware, right?